bought me for 20 million, but I can't get in the team. It's like, what are you on about? What are you doing? What am I doing? Yeah. It's uh, Lalana Del Rey, mate. Jesus. It's just, yep. It's just a little fun way to start the show. Hello and welcome to Fantasy Ball Bag uh, episode, I can't remember, eight? I don't know, without Will here to guide me, I can't remember. He's not here. I'm joined, well, I'm I'm James Bowden, the usual co-host. I'm joined by fantasy football manager and my real-life brother, actual blood brother, Jack Bowden. Welcome, Jack. Hey, it's great. Great to be here. Great to be here, yeah. With the enthusiasm that I have, he's got there. Quite a lull. He can be the lull character this week, it's usually me. But he gets away with being a bit more laid back, contributing a bit less, and I have to step up to the plate and uh, prove that I'm better than Will, which everyone already knows, but just, you know, I'm just going to lead this thing. Just step in for him, like a captain. Like Henderson stepping in for Gerard. You know, just making everyone feel safe. I can do it if I'm, if I'm called upon. Hello and welcome to Fantasy Ball Bag, episode 8. I'm your co-host, co-host James Bowden, not Will Cooper. That's my impression of Will, the way he starts the show in his kind of uh, jovial manner. That's me trying to be Will. But I can't quite do it. It's quite hard to be the main host. I'm just used to being the moody co-host, like Michael Owen. Now he's quite positive, isn't he, Michael Owen? He just talks shit. Pat Nevin. Pat Nevin, yep. Anyway, I'm used to being the moody co-host. I'm not used to driving it. That's down to Will. Um, I have the lazy job, really. But tonight, Will is being the lazy one. He's not turned up. He's decided he's got better things to do. So and what that is, you'll have to ask him. you have to email him and say, what are you doing, Will? What what are you doing that's better than fancy ball bag? Because I can't think of anything. Anyway, I'm here at quarter past one. We've had a few drinks. We've just been out on the town. A couple of, couple of bevs after celebrating the Liverpool win over Bournemouth in the Capital One Cup. The Cherries. Uh, a lot of people were doubting Liverpool. They thought they might lose. I won't bang on about Liverpool, but we uh, we overcame them pretty easily. Sterling's back in form. Markovic looking sharp, so yeah, just beware, Chelsea. <laughs> but um, yeah, tonight was good. So we've had a few bevs after that, celebrating the win. We're back now. We're on with the pod. Let's crack straight on with it. So, what's been going on this week? I don't know. Uh, any news? I noticed Real Madrid played in the semi-final of the World Cup, Club World Cup, Club World Cup. Club World Cup. They won 4-0, but Ronaldo failed to score, which was pretty surprising despite coming close with the infamous Rabona trick. And to be honest, I know how it feels, because I drew a blank the last time I tried to pull off my Rabona. Like a bone, like an erection. Yep. Yep. You got it. Um, What else has been going on? Thierry Henry retired this week. That was sad, wasn't it? One of my favourite players as well. For me, he's he's the best ever Premiership player. Ever. So. And you know, I've seen seen my own eyes, Stelios Yannacopoulos, and... John Arnarisa. So I've seen some real players. Harry Kuehl. Henri is above all of them, I think. But he retired this week. That was sad. But, um, yeah, the world of football seems to be paying tribute to the classy Frenchman. And if this is what it's like when Henri retires, I can only imagine what it'll be like when Gabriel Cissé finally decides to hang up his boots. What do you reckon? Pace. The pace of Cissé. I mean, if he hadn't snapped his legs in the way that he had twice or three times, then he'd, he'd have eclipsed Thierry, I think. Um, even without the Renault Clear adverts. That's what I think. So anyway, let's crack on 
with the show. So, Jack, my co-host, my brother, here he is. He's well into his footy. Not so much in his fantasy football. He's weird, Jack, because he knows laws about football, but his fantasy football, he's just not, not with the pit. I mean, he's, you're terrible, aren't you? I'm too honest. I just think Hazard is my one of my favourite players, and every week he's coming in with like three points. You're a hazard to yourself. That's what's happening, mate. You know what you think with your heart too much, not with your head. And as a result, you face the consequences. So, you know, what's going wrong? What can you do to put this right? I mean, how did you do this week? Let's let's look back on the last game week. Last week, last Last week, last week. Let's look at last week, but not the times when I cried. So, yeah, how did you do? Point? Can you, do you know how many points you got last week? Are you aware? Do you keep track? I think I got 43, which is actually better than I expected because... Like always, I forget to make my changes by half eleven, and I left in Fabianski, Fabregas, and Charlie Austin, who was my captain. And Charlie I... Austin, captain, that's a bold move. Because he's the most informed striker in the Premier League right now. With the absence of Sergio Aguero. That is Aguero, just to be clear. Well, not Aguero. 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 Not Aguero. Okay, just to be clear. Aguero. Learn it. Aguero. Aguero. Okay, so you're saying Charlie Austin is the man to have right now. As the, as the, he's a striker in form, is he? Well, I didn't take him out because I knew QPR had West Brom, who are awful. Well, that's uh, no offence to fans of the baggies, but um, not playing the best right now. So whether they're awful or not is debatable, but um, they're not the best. So, so yeah, you, you decided to stick with Charlie Austin. Awful. And I thought, well, they're playing them at home next week. Keep him in as captain, because since I put Costa as captain, he's stopped scoring for me that much. And I thought, keep him in, stick with him. Took Welbeck out, didn't I? I didn't realise you had Welbeck in. How's he? he hasn't been scoring that much recently, has he? Again, I thought, you know, good play for England sometimes. Sometimes all right for Arsenal. Didn't want to take him out. Sometimes isn't good enough in this game, mate, and that's what you've got to learn. You've got to learn the, the cold, hard lessons. You know, if you don't have Aguero and Costa... Or at least one of them. I mean, you're mental. You know, the the guaranteed points. You don't have. Do you have either of them? I have Costa. Don't really want Aguero. Don't really want Aguero. I mean, that is. You know, if if you want to learn how not to be a fantasy football manager, I'm not saying I'm the best. Um, currently, I'm third best in the league. I'm just, I've, I've had a, I've had a bad few weeks. I've been hit hard. But if you want to learn how definitely not to be a fantasy league manager. Don't want Aguero. I mean, don't listen to that. Have Aguero every time. It's crazy. Yes, he's expensive, but there's a reason for that. He bags the other points against everyone. So, oh, but, oh, he's injured now, so take him out. Don't have him now. That's mental. But when he's fit and ready, he's banging them in. So, Costa and Aguero are guaranteed points. So, what's what's your thinking behind no Aguero? Why have someone like Aguero who's like 13 million when you can have... Kyle Bartley at the back, getting clean sheets. Yep, true. And what position are you in the league right now? I am 7th out of 9. 7th out of 9. 7th out of 9. So, um, you know, the midway point, 7th out of 9. No Aguero. There you go. That's the lesson. That's the lesson. So, okay, let's let's have a look at, at the last game week and just see what happened, where the points came from, who the who you know who the guys were to have in. Let's let's run through them. Remind everyone. So, we had Burnley Southampton uh, I have two Southampton boys at the back. 
um been trying to get them out for a while now and i thought you know this this is the game i can play them both i was actually going to play one of them foolishly after being influenced by the champions league games aaron ramsey scored an absolute hoildy of a goal thrashed it in didn't he see it left peg weaker foot did you see it probably the best goal i've seen in about five years best goal he's seen in about five years you've heard it here first so you know chucked him in i thought He's coming back into form. He's been he's been slowly creeping back into form, hasn't he? The last few games, and I thought, right, I'll bang him in. He's gonna he's gonna get points here. But they're playing Newcastle at home. He's gonna get points, definitely. You know, whether it's an assist, a goal, he's gonna be up there. And with the uh, obviously Aguero was injured, I had to take him out. I had to sh- shuffle things around a bit. Wanted to pack up the midfield. Sanchez is expensive. Who I had in? Whip out Sanchez, put in Ramsey, and then bulk up my attack. That was my idea. Wenger, I just wanted to make sure. So Wenger, you know, read his comments because uh, Ramsey got taken off at half time in that in that game where he scored that worldie. And uh, Wenger said he's fine. He's going to be fine for the weekend. It was just a precaution. Next thing I know, he's ruled out for a month. He's ruled out. Well, until the new year, it's not necessarily a month. I'm just exaggerating there. He's ruled out any anyway, of the next few games. So I'd wasted. I mean, I'd spent eight points shuffling that around, and already my new prize midfielder was whipped from underneath my feet. So that's frustrated me. So as a result, I had to play four at the back, which I hate doing, including two Southampton boys. That's Klein and Bertrand, the two super full-backs, super British boys. So I thought, you know, they've got a good chance of getting a clean sheet here. They've had a few bad results, Southampton, recently. They're playing Burnley. You know, Burnley is starting to get a bit better, but they're still pretty terrible, aren't they? So Burnley won 1-0. And I was, you know, it, I was annoyed because they held out for a while, the Southampton boys. Uh, I think it was like the 65th minute or something, Burnley scored, uh, through Barnes, of all people. And what was more frustrating was the goal was shit. It was a deflection. It was a bad shot. It was a deflection, wasn't it? It hit underneath Forster. And, you know, my points were taken away from me, my clean sheet points. So that was frustrating. So Burnley won, Southampton nil. Uh, who were the who got the bonus points in that? Heaton between the sticks for Burnley got the points. Three bonus points. Trippier and Barnes. What do you make of Southampton's slump? I'm not actually surprised at all because you all. I'm not falling for it. You always have a team who starts off well, no pressure on them. All the pundits, particularly people like Charlie Nicholas and all of them, get carried away. Go on, they're going to qualify for the top four. After like. 12, 13 games to start to slip off. And losing to Burnley was not a surprise at all to me. That's why I don't put any Southampton players in my team at all. That's Jack Bowden, 7th out of 9 there, just, just so you can remember. Um, and take note, Charlie Nicholas. Specifically Charlie Nicholas. So, take note. Stop talking shit, you Scottish... F- fucking... You know, pretty... Oh, right, okay. Let's move on from that game. We, we dwelled on that for too long. I went to a bit of a rant there just because of what happened with me and... My uh, my misfortune. Just bad luck, if anything. Okay, Chelsea played Hull at the bridge. I think everyone knew that was going to be just a straight three points Chelsea win. Uh, Chelsea, they didn't romp. Chelsea, um, they edged Hull. Let's say they edged them. A 2-0 victory. Got the clean sheet, so uh, clean sheet points for the old defenders um, and goalkeeper. Frustratingly, Azpilicueta was, uh, I think he was injured. He didn't play. He was on the bench. Well, that's annoying. Um, he didn't play. So there was my sweet, sweet clean sheet points gone for him, as well as the sweet points for uh, my Southampton boys. They were gone. Um, 
But Chelsea scored. Chelsea won two nil. Goals from Hazard and Costa. Of course, it was Costa. Hazard. He's in form at the moment. Scores a lot of goals at the Bridge. Chelsea home games against weaker teams. Hazard's a great bet. Oscar. I had Oscar. You got an assist. You know, he's he's always up there. He's the cheap way into Chelsea's attack. Is uh, is commonly known between the better fantasy league managers. Uh, the bonus points in that game were Hazard, Terry, and Ivanovic. They're the points for that game. Anything to say on that? No, I just think you always tell me off for Hazard having Hazard in my team. Uh, no, Hazard. Right, Hazard's one of them ones who he's kind of he's always up there with some of the highest points at the end of the season. But it's a frustrating one, Hazard, because he's kind of well, he starts slowly and he'll kind of have every now and then he'll have a game where he gets double figures, but then. He'll have like three games in a row. He gets two points. Doesn't really contribute. Right, right now it's different because he's coming into form and he's doing a lot, especially at Stamford Bridge. He's banging them in. He's getting the points, getting assists and goals galore. Lots of goals. But generally, he's I don't know. He's not as consistent as you'd like him to be. Hazard. He's at the moment, but Nitro. What though? In terms of just getting the points, you know, you'll you'll have a couple of games where he gets two points. Uh, he'll get four points from two games, and it's kind of like well. Could have, had, could have had someone else. You get a bit more. Hazard's actually my player of the week because, like I mentioned earlier, that I forgot to take Fabregas out, but Hazard got an assist and a goal, so I'm counting that as being like a goal for Hazard, an assist for Fabregas. So he made up for it this week. He saved me. So obviously Fabregas was banned because of the accumulation of yellow cards. So you did have him, and you took him out. Did you drop him or did you take him out for Hazard? What did you do? No, I had them both. You played Fabregas, but he was he didn't play. I just forgot to take him out. Oh, okay. That's Jack Belgian. Seventh of nine. Seventh of nine. Forgot to take Fabregas out. Uh, so, yeah, yeah it tells its own story, really, doesn't it? All right, let's let, we're dwelling too long on these results. Let's bang through these. Crystal Palace played Stoke. Yeah. Uh... You want to talk about that? No, we just we we should whiz past that one. Let's whiz past that one. So, um, MacArthur scored for the Eagles and the Potters. Peter Crouch continued his fine form. He got another goal. Um, bonus points for Peter Crouch. He got three bonus points. Jeff Cameron, uh, and then for Palace, MacArthur got two bonus points. Okay, let's move on. I haven't got anything to say about that. Leicester, Manchester City. I mean. We've got to take just a second to, to just to you know praise Frank Lampard. This is from a couple of Reds, a couple of Liverpool fans, but you know you know a legend when you see one. Frank Lampard is just proving that he's just indispensable. Chelsea were foolish to let him go. Mourinho's denied that this week, but well, to be fair, they don't really need him. But you know he's there. He's he's consistent, isn't he? He just finds that hole. He hangs back. He knows where the ball's going to go, and he slots it in. What do you think about Frank Lampard? Oh, I don't know what I make of that sentence that you just come out with but in terms of Frank Lampard 36 year old and everyone's going on about Gerard, who's only just 34 being past it and he's 36 and he's still banging him in so what's wrong with Gerard? Uh, he's a scouser that's that's inherently what's wrong with him so Man City I mean they won 1-0 through super Frankie Lampard um, what minute did he score on it was quite late wasn't it because he didn't start the game did he? No, it was in the 40th minute did he start the game? yeah did start the game. Okay, he's one to look at. Frankie, he's uh, he doesn't play every game. Um, he certainly doesn't start every game, and he's a, he's in the region of like six-ish million, I think. Six, maybe six million. I don't know. That's you can check it yourself. So Man City pipped Leicester there one nil. 
the bonus points going to Mangala, of all people. That's a surprise. Clichy and company. They were the bonus points for you there. Lampard didn't get any, which is weird. Okay, let's move on. Stadium of Light, Sunderland 1, West Ham 1. Jordi Gomez. I even forgot all about him. Popped up with the goal. For Sunderland and the Hammers. I mean, this season he's been a revelation, Stuart Downing. The Teesside lad has gone from strength to strength after his Liverpool blip. He's got his confidence back, playing more of a central role. Although, actually, I actually think he's been pushed out wide again now. I think he did play on the right in that game. Am I correct? I think so, but he was playing in the centre in a diamond when Enna Valencia and Sacco were playing together. But obviously now Carroll's back. They've had to force him out wide. But still, he scored. Flying high, though, West Ham. They're, they're playing They're playing pretty well. They're, you know, they're getting the points anyway. Andy Carroll back. Lots of options. Stuart Downing... Not only did he score the goal, he got three bonus points. Uh, Kevin Nolan coming up with some bonus points. For Sunderland, Jordi Gomez got two bonus points. So they're your your bonuses. Um, West Brom played Villa. Probably wasn't a classic. West Brom, you know, they're not doing too well at the moment. They got the 1-0 win over their local rivals, Villa. I guess it is a derby, isn't it? Uh, Through Craig Gardner with the goal. A solitary strike for the Baggies. And the bonus points coming for Andrew Wisdom. He's uh, He's been a stalwart of my back four. Uh, Lescott and Morrison. They were the bonus points. So an, a good day for the baggies. Let's move on. That's boring. Arsenal, Newcastle. The Gunners, unpredictable. 4-1 romp over the Toonami. With uh, two goals coming for Cazola. And two for Giroud. And do you want to tell us who the Newcastle score was? Oh, Perez. I think it's Perez, isn't it? Is it Perez? Ayobi Perez. That guy. Spanish? Spanish. That Spanish guy for Newcastle squad. Perez. Um, bonus points for Arsenal coming for Cazola, Giroud and Sanchez. Sanchez who I had to take out for Ramsey, who then got nine points. So, nice one. Nice one, Wenger. Okay, let's... I mean, we don't want to dwell yeah, on this one. We'll, we'll skip past this. Okay, let's just, we've got to just let you know anyway. Manchester United 3, Liverpool 0. I mean, let's just be clear here. We're not going to dwell on this, but... but I mean, it wasn't flattering because Liverpool's defence is so bad. But Man U are terrible as well. That is the worst I've seen Man U play in a long time. It says a lot that they still won 3-0. But, I mean, they couldn't string two passes together. At least Liverpool are having a go, but they're so bad defensively that you could just, you know... I mean, I could... Well, maybe not me, but some other people could score past Liverpool. Uh, the goals coming from Mata, Van Persie and Rooney. The three lads, three Man U boys. Bonus points for Mata, Valencia and Van Persie. I know it's... De Gea didn't get any bonus points. He didn't, but he got he got eight points for saves, eight save points. De Gea did have a good game. People went a bit over the top saying he was it was you know one of the best performances of a goalkeeper in the Premiership ever. He played well. He's he's come on leaps and bounds as the Spanish boy, but it was pretty much bad finishing, hitting them a lot of the balls at him. So let's move on from that game anyway. Liverpool a shit as everyone knows. Let's move on. Swansea played Spurs at the Liberty. And Spurs pipped them 2-1. Late, was it late? Oh, late winner by Kane? Oh, Ericsson, wasn't it? The winner. I think you can pretty much say every Spurs winner this season has been in the last minute. But that was the same when Bale was in for them for the last season. Most of their goals. Bit of Spurs, Spurs bashing there. Can't confirm that as every every single winner. But um, I don't know. Spurs are a bit unpredictable this season. They're up and down. But Wilfred Boney for the Swans. He's consistent, isn't he? He's banging them in. Uh, and then the goals for Spurs coming from Ericsson and Kane. The bonus points coming for Ericsson 3, Kane 2. 
and Boney, well, all the scorers got the bonus points there. What do you make of that? Oh, no, I've just, uh, I saw a stat the other day that say Ericsson, apart from Gerrard and I can't remember who else, out of the midfielders in 2014, he's set, he's the third highest scorer in the Premiership. Christian Eriksen? Yeah, with 13 goals in 2014 from midfielders. Yeah, he got a few towards the end of last season, didn't he? But, yeah, I, I just think Spurs away from home this season, they're pretty much, every time I see they've won away from home this season, it's been 2-1 and they're coming from behind. Well, there we go then. Spurs getting late winners, doing well away from home and coming from behind. So, I don't know. Maybe the ones to watch from there. Oh, well, Boney's an obvious one. Ericsson and Kane. I mean, the three of them, Boney, Ericsson and Kane, keep your eye on them because they're all popping up at the points quite consistently. Keep your eyes on them. Last game of the weekend was the Monday night MNF special. The Toffees taking on QPR. The Hoops, is it? The Hoops. The R's, the R's. Uh, goals from Barkley, which was a stunner of a goal. Did you see that? Yep. Yep. There you go, it's confirmed. Stunner, Morales, thanks Morales. And uh, Naismith popping up the goal. And for QPR, a late goal for Bobby Zamora, the old boy, the old horse, the old cart horse. Bonus points coming for Barkley, Morales and Naismith. Um, Morales saved my ass, really. He saved me because I fell behind in the league this week uh, as a result of all my spending... And then just quite an average week, and uh, the two the two competitors below me overtook me, um, which was pretty gutting. And the I had two players left to play on MNF Monday Night's Football, which was Morales and Lukaku, and they they came up with the points for me, a goal and assist between them. So thanks for that, lads. Thanks for that, Toffees. You bailed me out. Okay, so that was the game week. That was game week 16, GW16. Yeah, I think we've chatted about that enough. How about we play a game? I love a game. Excuse me. Excuse me. Well, can you stop playing jazz? It's time to play a game. He loves a game, and I love a game. Let's play a game. All right, this this game is it's kind of stolen. Um, it was tipped off to me by my good friend... Andrew Lee. He is also, like me, a fan of podcasts, and he is is a fan of the Ricky Gervais podcast. Go. He's a great guy. He is a great guy, Andrew Lee. And he listens to this, and he'll go, "Yep, I am a great guy." He he tipped me off about this game. We we both share uh, a love for the Ricky Gervais podcasts of old, um, of which Carl Pilkington first kind of came to light. Carl had a lot of crazy games that he used to play he used to come up with and Steve and Ricky used to laugh at him for them one of his most popular ones was a, a play on blockbusters they used to play rockbusters where basically the idea was he'd come up with I mean I'm sure some of you have heard this but you haven't I'm just going to explain it to you he'd um, he'd come up with a cryptic clue and some initials and it would be a band or an artist so for example the initials are AK this is one of Carl's and the cryptic clue would be I think it was an exploding pet, and the answer was atomic kitten. So it's a cryptic clue and initials, and you have to guess what it is. So we've adapted that, stolen it, and adapted it. And this is Netbusters. I'm going to give you a cryptic clue. These are these are football players from the Premiership or teams. Um, and I'm going to give Jack some here, uh, my brother Jack. I'm going to give him some cryptic clues and some initials, and he's going to have to tell me what he thinks, which players or teams... It is. I'll tell them which one it is, whether it's a player or a team. So the first one, number one, this is a player, and the initial is P, just one. It's just a surname, this. And the cryptic clue is, my underwear has turned citrusy. So have a think about that. 
My underwear has turned citrusy. So citrusy lemon. Could be lemon. Could be. Uh, lemon. Underwear. Pantilamon. He pant. He got it. Uh, this one was put forward to me by Andy. Andy came up with the idea and he, well, he stole it off Carl, who stole it off someone else. And he sent me a few examples. This is one of Andy's. My underwear has turned citrusy. Surname only. Pantilemon. Lemon. Pantilemon. Pantilemon. So it does work. No, Jack got it. Pantilemon. I'm surprised you got that so quick. How did you, how did you figure that out? Because every time I think of undies, I think of panties and then citrusy. Just like oh, we all love panties. Am I right? All came together. Citrusy lemon panties. Pantilemon. Panty lemon. Panty lemon. Yeah, it's it kind of, yeah. It's said slightly differently, but you got it. All right, that's good. Here we go. Second one. The initials are E-H. And the cryptic clue is, there's been a spillage in God's garden. Well, God's garden. Think about God's garden. The garden of, you know, just... It's pretty easy because... It's... Once you've got once you've got one bit of it, the rest just kind of falls into place. Well, the E-H is easy by itself anyway, but it's Garden of Eden. So obviously, Eden... Hazard. You are correct. Eden Hazard. Eden Hazard. Spillage in God's garden. Yep. Okay. Right. Let's move on to the next one. The initials are TC. TC. And here's your clue. Mission Impossible star in vehicle crash. Mission Impossible star in vehicle crash. What do you think about that? I don't have a clue. Are you going to help me? Uh, I'll help you. Well, who's who's in who's a star of Mission Impossible? Thomas Cruise. Tom Cruise. So there's your first clue. Tom Cruise. And the answer isn't Tom Cruise, despite the initials being TC. Tom. A vehicle crash. What happens when a? Well, what's what's a vehicle? What vehicle could it be? Honda. And what's Honda? Well, it could be a motorbike or anything. But what what are you thinking of? Car. A car. Tom car. Roll. Roll. Tom car roll. I'm not going to give you that. I give you too many clues. Tom Car Roll. That's one of mine. Sorry if it's not as good as Andy's. All right. Here's the fourth one. Initials WB. Cryptic clue. Is Wilma's husband going to make love to that leg? Let's say limb. I'm going to change it. Is Wilma's husband going to make love to that limb? WB. Any ideas? Uh when I think of WB, though, I think when I when I heard B and I thought of stuff that goes, well, parts of the leg, I thought of the knee. Wilfred Boney. He's got it. He's got it. It's Wilfred Boney. We need to make these harder. That was one of Andy's again. Sorry, Andy, work a bit harder, mate, because he's too fucking easy. Wilfred Boney. Wilfred Boney. Wilfred Boney. It's good, though. I like that one. It's quite good. Yeah, I quite enjoyed that one, actually, because I got it, got it straight away. Okay. He's he's done all right so far. To be fair, um, he's got three out of four, which is pretty good. Um, which means he has won the game. But we'll just we'll do the last one anyway. It's just a bit of fun, isn't it, for everyone at home? Everyone can play along, see how well you did. I don't know. Let us know. Email in, tweet us, whatever you want. I just don't. Just listen, whatever. Okay, the last one. This is a team. There's a team. This one. The initial is B. And here we go. The clue is, let's set Catamol on fire. Any ideas? Is that easy? That, that's probably the hardest, actually. That is. I I think this one's all right. Have a think about it. 
Have a think about it. So team, begin with B. Let's set Catamol on fire. Why would you set Catamol on fire? I mean, why? I mean, I think plenty of people would like to set Catamol on fire. Not necessarily to kill him, but just to char him up a bit. He's quite a rough boy, isn't he? A rough tea cider. All I'm picturing is like a set bladder mole, like his mole. Blatter's mole. Sep Blatter's mole. Well, the team is not Sep Blatter's mole FC. Close, but that's not. It's not that. Let's think about this. Let's set Catamol on fire. What would you say? What's another way of saying let's set Catamol on fire? Blaze him up. Not blaze. That's not. I mean, there might be a team called Blaze him up. Okay, it's, it's an English Premiership team. Let's set oh, Catamol on fire. Got He's it. got it. Burnley. Burnley. There it is. Burnley. I mean, it took you a while to get that. I thought that one was quite easy. But if you said, let's set Lee Catamol on fire, would have been too easy. It's cryptic clue, isn't it? I'm not telling you the answer. Stupid game. Stupid game. Okay, right. I don't know if you guys thought it was a stupid game. Uh, let us know. I I think it's a fun game. I don't know what Will's going to think about it, but it doesn't really matter because he's too lazy to get involved in this episode, so... You know, doesn't matter what he thinks. Let's move on to GW17 preview. Actually, I forgot to do. I forgot to do Twat of the Week. It's a real favourite of the podcast. Twat of the Week. We forgot to do that. Who's that over there? Who's that over there? Who is that? It's a twat. It's the Twat of the Week. I think everyone knows who my Twat of the Week is. My Twat of the Week is Wenger for lying and ruining my week, really. It's ruining it. Forcing me to put Ramsey in and fucking everything up. So my twat of the week is Wenger. Have you got any candidates for twat of the week? Yep. My twat of the week is me. Oh, God. Yep. I had three quality players in my team, and I just didn't take them out. That is that is me. I know Fabregas would have got me at least 10 points. Austin Hattrick, probably. Captain as well. What's that, like 32 points? Fabianski, probably got a clean sheet. So I would have probably been, and you're making fun of me for being a 7 out of 9, I would have been around 5th, 4th. Okay, the uh, delusions of um, a terrible fancy league manager here. The ramblings of an amateur, just a mug. That's what I'm hearing here. So, I mean, I'm I'm not going to argue them if he wants to be twat of the week. Him and Wenger, they can share the title. Two twats of the week, double twats. Anything to say? I, I do have another twat of the week, actually. Gary Monk. He's got a brother called Lee Monk, I think. Gary Monk. Um, <laughs> yes, I think so. Gary Monk is your twat of the week. Why? Because Bartley, my man, would have come in to replace Fabregas. And Bartley got me at least six points last week. He didn't even play him. I don't know if he was injured or what, but... I think he might have been barting up the wrong tree there, mate. Okay, we'll move on to game week seventeen preview. Let's let's have a look. Let's have a look at what's coming up. We've got some real crunching fixtures coming up next week. What's coming up next week? Hopefully my parents will talk to me. Also the next game week. Hi mum and dad. Let's run through them. What do you think is gonna happen in these? First up, the early game on Saturday. Man City take on Palace at the Etihad. I mean, is that just as clear cut as a, as a City win? What do you think? It's going to be at least 3-0 and that, and that's why I've tried to be a bit clever and put little Pozzo in because Aguero's out, Dzeko's out. They're probably going to play 4-4-2. They're not going to concede. They're not going to lose. 
I reckon he could be a little cheap deal in there for you. So I've tried to be a bit clever and put Pozzo in up front. What about, I mean, because Dzeko would be the natural replacement for Aguero, wouldn't he? But he's he's injured, isn't he? Well, they'll probably play Jovetic. That's what I'm thinking. Jovetic is the next logical one. Will he not play? Well, that's what I thought, but he, he always seems to get injured and he got a random injury before the game last week and he didn't play and nothing was made of it. So. And do City play with two strikers at the eight hand usually? Or one or what? Well, they usually play 4-4-2. Well, Pellegrini's learned recently to play five in midfield if they're away from home, but not against Palace. They'll play 4-4-2. Could this be a romp, a hammering? Could it be an absolute blistering of Palace? Could it? Could this be 5-0? Not without Aguero and Dzeko, maybe, but I can see them scoring at least three, and I can't see Palace scoring. What about Big Yaya? Will he be, you know, he's he's been, he's, well, he's resurged of late. Do you think he'll might get a goal he's been scoring a few more recently a few penalties admittedly but what do you think do you think he'll be he's in for the a points haul I'm sick of Yaya because every time I put him in my team he doesn't do anything and every time I take him out he scores so I can see him I can see him scoring this weekend actually right well there you go then could well it's looking I mean I can't disagree I think City are gonna they're gonna win that they're gonna keep a clean sheet most probably and uh yeah that's that's three points all the way isn't it Okay, so Villa take on Manchester United. Man, you are going to be the favourites for that, but they're not playing very well, are they? They get the you know they've won six in a row now, which is good for any season. But uh, I don't, I'm just not convinced by them. I don't think so. I don't know. It could go either way that game, couldn't it? You never know with Villa. They beat Palace away from home the other week when you didn't expect them to, but I can't see them winning unless Tom Cleverley can give a few little tips. Is he allowed to play though? He isn't allowed to play, but you can give a few tips to uh, his teammates. I'll give Tom Cleverley a tip. Just leave my new mate. Just stay. Just go to a different club because you're shit. Call him Clever Lee for nothing. Do they call him Clever Lee? No, they call him uh, Tom. Oh, just Tom. Okay, well, Tom, come on, mate. Reality check. It's fine. You're just not good enough to play for Manu. And Fellaini, if Fellaini's getting a team and you get loaned out, then it's time to call it a day, isn't it? Just move on. All right, and we'll, we're going to move on. On that note, to the next game, Hull Swansea. Now that could go either way, couldn't it? That is that is in the running order to be first on match of the day. I reckon that game really could go either way. Real crunch game, crunch game indeed. Uh, Swansea just lost at home after. I mean, they're doing all right, Swansea, but starting to tail off a little bit. And Hull have been. I mean, they're struggling. They're actually. All right. They started the season off well, Hull, and people are like you know they've got an all right squad actually. Well, Brucey's not a bad manager, likable guy. But they're just not getting the results, are they? They're quite far down the league. I think, I think, I'm going to tip them for a win. I think I'm going to get this much needed win. It's going to be slim, but I reckon I'm going to go for a 1-0 win. What do you reckon? I'm going to go for one all in this game. one all Stalemate. All right, that's not very exciting. Let's move on. QPR, West Brom. Another one. I mean, these are these games. This could go either way, couldn't it? Well, it's, it's hardly any more exciting, is it? It's not more exciting. I think... Again, QPR are getting a little bit better. They kind of they're getting getting a few more points, but then they're tripping up. I th- oh, West Brom are struggling, man. I think they are they're in the they're in the relegation scrap, aren't they, West Brom? Definitely. Is it a six pointer this early in the season? I don't know. Maybe it could be. I think QPR, especially with the home form, they're gonna win. I think they're gonna win. Especially with Ch- is Charlie Austin back? Charlie Austin's back. I reckon two 0 Charlie Austin both goals. Whoa, he's bold. I might bang him in my team myself with his confidence. Charlie Austin, let's. I'm going to go for a QPR win. I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for a two 0 as well. 
Not for 2 0. Okay. Next game Southampton, Everton. Another one that could go either way. Southampton are having a terrible run at the moment in all competitions. What can they do? Can they get out of the slump? Everton with a, a night. Well, they won the other day, but again, apparently they weren't that convincing. So, I don't know. Are Southampton going to get back to winning ways? I can't decide with this game, actually. I I think Southampton might get a draw out of this. I just don't. I'm not convinced by them at all, but I reckon Everton aren't that great either, to be honest. So, there we go. Both teams aren't great. I think Southampton will get back to winning ways because they can't keep losing. They'll have had the confidence knocked by the. Uh, lost to Chef U in the week, but maybe that's the reality check they needed. You know, I didn't. I expected them to beat Burnley. They didn't. You probably would have expected them to beat Chef U. They didn't. They got to get back to winning ways. They're going to win. I reckon they're going to win. I'm going to say a narrow one-nil win to the Saints. Okay, Spurs playing Burnley. I mean, Spurs are unpredictable, but they've got to win that, haven't they? No, I'm. I'm going to go for at least three-nil. I reckon. This is a game to have Kane, Chadley and Eriksen in your team, even if Chadley hasn't really been starting that much lately. There you go. I'm not even going to comment on that. I'm going to just say, fine. West Ham play Leicester. The Hammers. I mean, they should win this. Leicester aren't going to keep losing every single game like they have been recently. They've got to nick a little unpredictable, you know, 1-0 win out of somewhere. Is this the day to do it? No, not at West Ham. I mean, they started off well in the season. They were a bit unexpected with pace going forward, but that all seems to have stopped now, and I can't see anything but a little West Ham win in this game. A hammering from the Hammers is what's on the cards. Yeah, I think the Foxes are struggling to... can't think of anything to say about the Foxes. All right, Newcastle, Sunderland. Oh, the Tyne-Weir derby. It's always a crunching affair. Been a couple of... Surprise results in the last few years. Away wins, 3-0 wins, big wins, Barini with the goals. Boy, so you can never you can never predict this one, can you? You know, from the northeast, I always get excited about this game. Apart from when Borough are involved in against Sunderland or Newcastle, but maybe next season, Borough are flying. But this isn't a championship show, so let's move on. Let's just keep chatting about the time we're. I just think this is gonna be a game about Jack Colback back against Sunderland. Scored in the other, in the game last season for Sunderland at St James's, I reckon he's going to score this weekend. Well, that'd be a dream come true for the lad, for War lad. But I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Sunderland, uh, they're doing okay, aren't they? They're getting there. Still not setting the world alight. So Newcastle were kind of were hammered. Their run came to an end last week. They were hammered by Arsenal, who aren't the best anyway. Will their confidence be knocked? Will they be ready again to? Get back to winning ways. I don't know. It's Sunderland. Big game. You can't really call it. Well, Sunderland are the draw specialists this season, aren't they? They've what, like drawn 10 games out of the 16. They're drawing more than bloody Picasso. Uh, yeah, yeah he, was an, he was an artist, Picasso. He used to draw a lot. Well, if we're talking about artists, I wonder if Newcastle can cut the weir off like Van Gogh. Cut the weir off like here. Yep. There we go. Artist jokes. Oh, God. I mean, we've got to move on from that. What else can we say after we've talked about Van Gogh's ear and Picasso? Anyway, the time has passed. So, yeah, we're the draw specialists. Um, I, think it might be, I think it might be a draw. It's going to be, it's going to be narrow either way. One team, if they win, it'll be, 
I don't think Sunderland win. I'm going to say I'm going to say one one. What are you going to say? I'm going to go with one one as well. Okay, there it is. All right, Liverpool Arsenal. Two teams who are managers under pressure. Brendan Morso. Um, fans have turned well and truly. Well, not all of them against Wenger. Maybe about half of them. Arsenal were the most fickle fucking shit fans in the world. Um, what do you reckon? Is that Anfield? Liverpool have just beat Bournemouth. Bit of confidence from that maybe. Bit of pressure eased off Brendan. Into the semi-finals of the Capital One. Where they're going to never be getting knocked out by Chelsea. But what do you reckon? I just don't know. I think Arsenal have picked up a bit of form at the moment. Uh, you know, if you're going to start lovering in your defence, then I can see Arsenal winning this game. He hasn't got a choice, has he, at the moment? Because he's got injuries. Got, I suppose, two rows back tonight. It hopefully, from Liverpool, po- Liverpool fans' point of view, be looking at Toure, uh, Skirtle, and perhaps Sacco as well, but not Lovren. I'd probably play a three at the back. Maybe two wing-backs like Moreno and Manquillo. And good news that Glenn Johnson's out for a month. Good news for Liverpool and opposition fans alike because nobody just wants to see him in a football pitch in general. So, But do you think playing three at the back, is, a, especially against a team like Arsenal with their pace, is exposing yourself a little bit? Depends who you play, doesn't it? Because if you're playing two wing-backs, then you can try and man-mark Oxlade-Chamberlain and Sanchez out the game. We're talking about Moreno man-marking here. So he's not, he's not the best defender, is he? Well, probably not, no. I mean, it depends on Ars- how Arsenal play, because if it plays Giroud up front against Big Skirtle, then... Nah. Can I just ask you a question? Where's Walcott? What's happened? Because he came back. He was on the bench. He got brought on for five minutes, or two minutes or something. Everyone cheered him, and I thought, oh, he's, he's going to ease him back in now. And within a you know three or four weeks, he'll be starting. Where is he? Well, Wenger said he was about four weeks away from fitness. And then he just wasn't playing for a while and he's just got another injury and no one even mentioned it he's out for a while Theo Walcott there a waste of time and money so well but weirdly he still gets in Hodgins England squad straight away when he's even played a game in about a year so I think that says everything you need to know about Roy and England alright the final game of the weekend which I believe is on Monday night MNF Stoke Chelsea the Potters at the Britannia, uh, that's a cold night in Stoke, that's the old cliche, but will Chelsea deal with it? I think they probably will, won't they? Yeah, I think I think they'll win this one, but looking at uh, Stoke's performance against Arsenal the other week, then you know, Peter Crouch is on form, Big Walters, Boyan's on form, Juf got a bit of pace to rile Chelsea's defenders, I think. Yeah, but they're a bit more attacking this season, Stoke, and as a result, it leaves them open at the back, doesn't it? And that's why they're conceding a few more goals. They're not as solid as the Britannia as they were. Jeff Cameron got bonus points last week. Jeff Cameron did get bonus points. I can't argue with that. I don't know. I think. I mean, for me, it's going to go the way of. It's going to go the way of Chelsea. They've they lost a couple of weeks ago against the Toon Army. I don't think they're going to be uh, losing again too soon do you I can't see uh, Willian getting past Peters at left back so Fabregas back pulling the strings for the blue boys Costa will be getting fitter and fitter um, physically in terms of fitness every game yeah he's coming back into it they're going to win aren't they still can't they aren't up to it they're not up to it I just find it hard. I, I look for a weakness in Chelsea's team, and I I can't see one weakness, and I can't see them. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, 
they're pretty strong on each other. Pretty solid. I don't know. People are dismissing City, but they've got a chance. I don't know. I just think City will mess up a bit more than Chelsea over the course of the season. So there are GW17. Um, the last games before Christmas, I believe. So yeah, let's uh, let's see how how close we are with that. So um, have you got any looking at the games? Have you got any who who are your choices for captains? Um, give me like your kind of your bankers and a kind of wild card captain, just a, a risky captain. What do you reckon? Picked anyone out from that? Is it just as simple as saying uh, Costa, uh, Toure, um, Charlie Austin? I mean, who who do you think? Well, I've kept uh, Austin as my captain purely because I think West Brom are awful at the back. But City, Palace, they won't concede. Maybe Zabaleta might be a good choice running up the right wing or from right back. A few assists, maybe. My my little wild card might be Pozzo. If he does get a start, I can see him scoring past Palace. He might be a good captain to have. There you go. So your, your risk captain is Pozzo and your safe choice is Austin, is that right? Or Zabaleta. Zabaleta. Yeah, okay. I can see that. Um, for me, I think West Ham are on for some, for some points. You might be looking at Downing. Not that I have him. He keeps getting the points. I probably should have him. Teesside through and through, like me. So I saw his girlfriend at a cinema once in in Teesside. And um, I saw it's Downing's girlfriend. So I mean, the anecdote doesn't really go anywhere. That's as far as it goes. But I did did see it. So um, I, I don't know. I think I think... Carol is. I'm going to Carol's my risk in that one. Carol. I'm a fan of big AC, and I think if he has a game like he had uh, a couple of weeks ago at Upton Park, then he'll run riot against that defence. Um, Leicester hemorrhaging goals, so I think I think Carol is in for it there, unless there's a surprise on the cards. And apart from that, it's Yaya Toure. I think. I I haven't actually got him in my team, but. Kane seems to be scoring all the time at the moment. Yeah, Spurs with Burnley at home. Again, Kane, if he starts, he's bound to have a choice. Burnley, they're doing all right now at the moment. They're on a little healthy run. So, yeah, pick what you will of those bones, you vultures, you fussy vultures, and uh, we'll see what happens. Okay, so that just about wraps it up for this week on Fantasy Ball Bag. Apologies that we'll... Felt like he was too good to be involved this week. Unfortunately, if you want to get in touch with the show, you still have to use his email address. I know it's kind of annoying because people are annoyed at his name. But um, if you want to get in touch with the show, send us your thoughts, send us your teams. If you want some tips, if you want us to read out some of your tips, just get in touch. We don't we don't have many emails. We have any emails. We haven't had any emails. So please, just somebody send something. If you want to send anything, just please do. It's williamdcooper at hotmail.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter because we're quite modern. At Fantasy Ball Bag, or you want to follow Will on Twitter at Mr. Will Cooper. I'm Miss. I'm I'm not Mr. He's at Mr. Will Cooper. I'm at James Bowden, and Jack Bowden is. I think I'm just Jack Bowden at Jack Bowden. So nice and simple. That's B O U G H E N for just classic content all round. So thanks for that, guys. Thanks for listening. I'm sorry, it was a bit of a different show. Yeah, if if you want me to be the host full time, let me know. I'm not gonna because it's work in it, and I like just turning up and just kind of being a bit sarcastic about stuff and letting Will do the work. He'll be back next time. So thanks for listening. Join us again next time.
And fancy ball bag. Oh, and have a good Christmas, guys. Yeah, yeah. Merry, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. We'll see you before New Year, after the Boxing Day games. Hope Santa brings you what you want. See ya. Bye.